So hi, one of the Granada's podcasts. I'm Shane. I'm Glory. And we're here with Cole Rollins. And we're asking some questions today about their new single, Echo. So congrats on that, by the way. How do you feel about the response to it so far? Thank you very much. Um, I feel great about it so far. It's the first time that we've ever done a release where I've just put the audio out for about a week and then we're dropping the official music video next Friday. I'm so accustomed to dropping everything all at the same time, uh, just letting the organic growth kind of take its course. But um, for trying a totally different strategy, it's it's been working out really well. Okay. Oh, yeah. Why did you go with that strategy this time around? Um, it's a good question. I think I felt I'm, I'm going to try and think of a better way to say this, but I felt like we were always just putting all of our cards on the table um, all at once whenever we would drop singles. And like, I'm a, I'm a solo artist, so I don't have uh kind of like traditional band supporting me and I'm not dropping albums regularly. So when a single comes out, I'd like to kind of stretch the maybe just like the audience reception of that a little bit further. So okay. by putting out the audio first, letting that kind of run its course, we have like a merch drop in between and then having the official music video come out. You know, people have heard the song, they're familiar with it now. By the time the video actually hits YouTube, um I'm hoping, fingers crossed because we haven't done it yet, but I'm hoping that people connect with it a little bit better than we have in the past. So Okay, it, that okay. makes sense. Just lengthening the amount of the the song's lifespan, at least with like you know new content that you have, that that makes sense. Yeah. I'm just trying Absolutely. to squeeze everything I can out of it, man. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> enough. Yeah, hell yeah, they're big hell projects. Yeah. So yeah, but the the song Fuck rocks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. Of course. Fuck yeah. Uh, so, is there any meaning behind the single title or cover art? Yes, actually. Um, Something I was talking to one of my good friends about the other day and a topic that are wait, hold up. Are you guys are you guys familiar with the show Black Mirror at all? Yes. I've heard of it. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> so um quick background, Black Mirror is like standalone episodes that tackle kind of dystopian future concepts on what mm-hmm. can happen like when tech just further integrates itself into our lives. Obviously, there's pros to that, and then there are drawbacks. And I'm a huge fan of the show, and movies kind of like The Matrix, Blade Runner, kind of some of those like futuristic uh, dystopian movies. And that's what kind of sparked the inspiration for the song. Um, it has a lot to do with the constant, like how, how tech continually evolving um, has this potential to just numb people all the time and and give us constant distractions and it's hard to even realize that you're in the distraction bubble um when you're really in the thick of it and that's kind of what the song is about is like trying to realize that you're trapped in that and and searching for that way out so okay makes sense um so can you tell us a little bit about your writing process for this album or single uh yes absolutely (laughs) i know it's like definitely more of a, a bigger brained concept than I've bitten off in the past. Like we've, you know, written songs about relationships and mm-hmm. things like that, that connect, you know, with the majority of people. But this one, I was like, you know what, this is a topic I'm, I'm personally passionate about right now. So I'm just going to shoot my shot. But um, the writing process, I knew after my other two original singles. So me singing is a, is a very new thing. Um, I've come up being a predominantly a guitarist for the past 10 years. And then I started adding lead vocals to my songs the past two years. So it's in in the timeline, it's a pretty kind of fresh installment. Mm-hmm. 
And with Echo, I knew with our last two being much more poppy, like pop punk style thing, I was like, man, I have built a lot of fans that love rock and metal over the years. Like, let's just try and write something heavy and try and make it work for my voice. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never done any like sort of scream vocals in a song before. So this is the first time that that's been kind of unveiled. That was like the new, I try and do like a new level up every time something that's new that I haven't done before. And that was the, the kind of, you know, fresh addition. And with echo, I went to the studio with my co-producer, Jonathan Delisi. And I was like, dude, I just want to make something heavy. Um, let's start with a riff. Um, and then the topic, we just, we sat and talked for about an hour and that's where the topic started coming out. And then I, I knew where we wanted to go lyrics wise from there. All right. So you mentioned like you've, you've cultivated this fan base of like rock and metal fans, but your first couple of singles with you singing were pop punk. Was that because that's just kind of worked for your voice at the time or exactly why? Okay. <laughs> Makes sense. That's fair enough. Metal vocals are hard, man. Rock and metal vocals. I give those guys so much, so much credit. It's difficult. Did, was there like were you working on that like behind the scenes or is this just kind of like you being like let's just see what i can do after you know you know doing it for two years you're killing you're killing it shane like literally (laughs) that um it's uh i just wanted to push my limits and, and see what i could actually pull off and i have you know my select group of of close friends and um if I show something to them, I know they're going to tell me straight up if it sucks. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, I got I got green lights across the board, and I was like, let's just let's just try this and and see what the audience thinks. And um, I've been met with pretty pretty positive reviews so far, so I'm really excited to drop the music video. But um, being independent and kind of just spearheading the direction of my channel for such a long time, I feel that I'm no stranger to taking freaky risks, and I I feel. I feel very fortunate to have an audience that's been very adaptable to that. Um, I've had many, I like to call them like eras of my YouTube channel, I guess, where people are like, oh, Cole's in like a big EDM phase again. And like all my (laughs) videos are just like (laughs) DJ music. And then it'll go back to rock and metal. And um, oh, he sings now this and that. So it kind of feels like it's been a little bit of everything. But um, that keeps me very motivated and it keeps me very creatively satisfied. So I feel lucky to be able to do that. That's awesome. And it, it feels like the artists that we talk to that have kind of built their fan base, like on YouTube are the ones that have the, the fan base that are the most don't give a fuck what you put out. We're going to consume it anyway. Cause like, it's just like those kinds of artists. We talk to them and they're just like, we do whatever the fuck we want. And the fans, they, they, they they love it no matter what. So it's real ones, man. Yeah. Um, I've noticed that I, I love that point. Um, I've noticed that particularly well with um, I stream on Twitch semi regularly. And those are always like the the like super fans that show up to that and that are um, they're they're the most encouraging. Um, I my kind of go to thing to do on Twitch is I'll like produce music from scratch or like I'm working on a new cover for my channel or writing a new original song. And these people that are coming to those streams kind of get a little more invested in the project because they've mm-hmm. seen it go through all the growing pains. Yeah. And that has made it feel extra special when that song finally comes out in it's, you know, final form, whatever. Uh, they feel like they were 
much more involved in in the creative process so yeah absolutely yeah because yeah, with you being a content creator they're like a fan of you and the music is like they, they just got to watch it happen too so that's why they they like it mm -hmm. but on that note of like being content creator but also making music do you struggle with that balance at all um yes definitely uh i think one of the uh, i'm i'm reluctant to call it like a a distraction trap would be my kind of pseudo name for it but uh mm. it can be my manager and i have talked about this a few times in the past of how it feels like there are vanity metrics that exist on mm. social media that uh aren't actually as important as people think they are mm. um what is more important to me versus like for example getting 10,000 plus likes on an instagram post that you know, picked up some traction or something like that doesn't mean as much to me as having a hundred people come watch my live stream on Twitch and hang out yeah. and, and get to like actually connect with those people. Mm -hmm. That is a, a much more um, tangible metric that's important to me versus someone that uh, sees you for like a couple seconds and then you never see again. Yeah. So yeah, yeah I think that that trap as the con on the content creator front is it's tempting to get into that that hamster wheel of being like, oh, I need to churn out things all the time. Um, but you need to focus your efforts into creating things that are going to exist for a longer period of time. So that's what I've tried my absolute best to do with pairing Twitch is I go on there and I make something that ends up on YouTube, ends up on Spotify, like is going to exist longer than like the TikTok Snapchat a, a snapshot content sorry <laughs> but, yeah hope that makes sense all right yeah that that's oh, a sense. that's a unique perspective and not even one that i have thought about because like i i work as an artist manager when i'm not doing this and it's all about the fucking the tiktok likes how many fucking tiktok views can you get and it's tell like, me all your secrets shane let's go man. That's what we're here for. and just like get hearing it from that perspective is not something that i've thought about in the past so that was that was interesting um what do you find in in your line of work is like on a typical day-to-day -day, like what do you find uh art artists are the most focused on they they should be focused on tiktok but they like to be they like they get so focused on like the big picture kind of shit that like they forget about the short form things that are kind of driving people's careers now whether or not they want to you know yeah. admit that so it's like they spend like obviously you should spend time on your big picture thing because that the the branding of of your band is important but the branding for the short form is just as important that that's kind of what what we've been working on with our artists is like getting them to uh use tiktok as a tool and not see it as a weapon and obviously the other short form <laughs> wait hold up can you expand on this as a weapon uh where's that coming from well like not not so like Maybe not a weapon, but like they see it as like the enemy because they're scared of putting themselves out there in that way because a lot of the bands that I work with are like, but I, I started making music because I wanted to make music. I didn't do it because I wanted to be a content creator. Uh, wait till it turns into a business, guys. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Just you wait. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that's what we, we struggle with is like you know it's not it's not as scary as you want to make it out to be and then the bands that see success with it are like oh yeah it was us all along meanwhile we yeah. were the ones that were like can you just fucking post a tiktok today <laughs> yeah. oh man yeah uh, you are you are preaching to the choir big time i have this conversation with, with my manager rich like super often and it's 
it's frustrating when you like from the artist's perspective, you've worked super, super hard on this single and you've uh, you know, broken your back putting this music video together and like all these things. And then it's like the the main thing, uh, it feels like the, the meta right now is um just something super raw shot in your in your bedroom or like in your home studio or something like that. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, guys, watch the really cool music video that we made. It's badass. <laughs> like, um, I don't know. It's just it, like times are always shifting. Um, yeah. I've been making YouTube content for about 12, 13 years, and I've seen so many different landscapes. Um, when TikTok came out, I did not think it was going to be nearly as disruptive as no. it was, but like got to adapt and overcome, man. It's yeah. how, it's how you survive. So absolutely. And it's, you know, it's, it's aggravating to talk about like just how big it is for an artist's career, but like, that's just Huge. where we are, man. That's just that's just the way it is. And you, you either embrace it or you push it away and hope by some miracle that you can be one of the few bands that are still popular just based off of doing what artists did 20 years ago. You know, it's something that I find to be so admirable. It's almost like the polar opposite model um, is like the 21 Pilots thing or NF, like how they artists like that just drop off the face of the planet for a year plus mm -hmm. and then come back with just a massive project and all of a sudden they're just like top of the charts um everyone's talking about them again and i'm like that is that's cool like yeah yeah obviously there's scary things that come along with that too but. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, yeah 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 but <laughs> hey, guys uh, i'm back <laughs> yeah but like every artist thinks that they have fucking fueled by ramen behind them thinking that they can just mm -hmm. like pump marketing dollars into making sure everybody remembers them from two years that's ago true. and that's just not the reality <laughs> that's true man that's true yeah mm -hmm. uh, so i do actually just want to shift back to your community for a second because it's it's amazing to hear that you have just such a flexible uh welcoming community of just you're able to kind of do whatever sound you want to as you mentioned you did EMN, edm in the past but still do you get anxious putting out like this song because as you said you're you're a little nervous to start with the the vocals because as you said rock and metal vocals are very difficult which i agree they are i think you did great though thanks um, Corey. appreciate it <laughs> of course but putting out this single were you still nervous did you still get kind of like that little anxiety of fuck this is different i'm a little <laughs> nervous about the the vocals are they gonna like it fuck is a great word to describe it um that's a, <laughs> no that's um pretty accurate depiction i think also too when comparing this to let's say five six years ago when i was putting out like a video a week or like releasing things super super regularly there's always that like little butterflies in the stomach feeling yeah but it feels way more intense when you don't release things regularly because you're like mm. uh it's been a while like i hope that i hope people are into this type of thing and um like i mentioned earlier i don't feel too like i'm pretty risk averse to to doing things that are outside of the comfort zone but when you're not regularly sharing these things it can be a bit yeah. of a culture shock to people and that's i think that's what uh made me nervous mm. but it makes it feel twice as satisfying when you do release it and you get some great feedback from people and you're like, oh, okay, yeah, I made it, I made a good call. Yeah. So, absolutely. Yeah. Thanks. Well, that was you... a great question. Thank you. <laughs> of course. Uh, so, what is your favorite lyric off this track and the meaning behind it? Um, probably. I think the first line of the chorus hits. It goes, "I scream into nothing just to feel something." 
And it plays to what I mentioned earlier um, with one of the first questions in this episode was how we can become very numbed to this like constant pleasure culture or this constant distraction culture. And although that's meant to, you know, it's like, it's, it's really cool that we basically walk around with an encyclopedia in our pocket that like can call anyone at any time. We can connect with people across the world at any time. That's, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. But it's a, it's supposed to be a tool. Um, And some people end up kind of, living their whole day in that thing um, very, very easily can become so addicting. Um, And that kind of ends up not allowing people to like live in the present as, as regularly as they should, or maybe they have in the past. So they can become pretty numb and distracted to, to reality essentially. Yeah. Yeah, so this question should be super, super quick off the top of your head. I want you to describe this single for new listeners in three words, no more, no less. Heavy, intense, badass. There Fuck you go. yeah. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I promise I'll get better at the uh, the lyric analysis, guys. This is like such a new thing to me. That's <laughs> no, all good. What does this song mean to me? Yeah. <laughs> Crash course. Uh, so is there a certain feeling or emotion you want this track to invoke in your listeners? Ooh, I want it to make them dig deep. I want people to think and be like, oh, wow, I maybe I am a bit of like a slave to this thing. Like what happens if, you know, what what would it be like if I just left it at home for a full day mm. and and just like lived my life and went out and didn't even think about it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, I don't know. It's like sometimes... Oh, I, when I when I first released the audio, um, I had it in my Discord server, and I was kind of just seeing people's initial thoughts like pour in. And um, you can spin the song in a couple ways. Like one could be about like what it feels like to be depressed, and um, it could kind of feel like each day is a, like an uphill battle. That can kind of feel like you're stuck, um, which is like a ter- terrible feeling to have. But there's also that perspective that like no matter what way you're feeling right now that will come to an end and there will be kind of a new chapter so i think i i want people my my ideal outcome would to have this song allow people to think introspectively about the way that they feel and how they spend their time Mm. oh yeah absolutely fuck yeah uh so what band or artist influence you think you hear the most on this track if any um definitely some we start with the guitar solo that's my personal favorite part um definitely some avenged sevenfold influence um there is a specific guitar lick from a band called born of osiris Mm -hmm. uh that i like i love lee's guitar playing he's he's so great and uh i drew some inspiration for that with the guitar solo as well and then i've always been like a big 80s rock guy so i tried to fuse some of that into a modern kind of hard rock or, or metalcore sounding track. So mm-hmm. that kind of tackles a lot of the instrumentals. Um, when it came to the overall cadence of the riffs and how we structured the choruses and stuff, I was like, what would it sound like if this was to be played as like a pump up song for like a sports team or like mm-hmm. kind of like a big, big anthem, something like that instrumentally and then when it comes to lyrics and melody we 
try to make as much of an earworm, just catchy chorus as we can, but have have lyrics that are memorable. Um, my girlfriend is a big, big lyrics person. And when I show her my music, if it's not lyrically strong, she I can I can see it all over her face right away. She's just like, this ain't it. <laughs> so I had to think a lot more about how um, I was going to connect with people in that way. So right. um, I think I hope that answered the question. Yeah, that did. Yeah. <laughs> no, that did. yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, so oh wait! You... I didn't even list any bands except for the guitar solo. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> well, bad no. omens bring bad omens bring me the horizon. Uh, great influences. Maybe a I little bit a day to remember. Yeah, bad omens oh. is killing it this year. They're so amazing. good. Yeah. They're a great band. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, so, are you able to touch on any particularly challenging or standout moments from the creation of this track, positive or negative? Uh, I pushed myself vocally way harder than than I ever have in the past. Um. I have an original song that came out at the end of 2021. It was my first kind of like debut original song, lead vocals, frontman role. Uh, it's called yeah. Ignite. And comparing the vocals on this one, um, mid 2023 to even a year and a half prior is it's a huge difference. Um, I think one of the biggest things with singing, uh, like actually being in the trenches with it that I've noticed is confidence goes a long way in your Absolutely. in your delivery um it feels great to be able to exhibit that and practice it more in the studio setting instead of being that overconfident live vocalist that mm -hmm. um you know maybe maybe needs to practice a little more but um <laughs> when when i'm getting to do this stuff in the studio and experiment and like layer up you know on a on a final chorus layer up like 12 different vocals and all the big gang parts and you know just making it sound massive feels awesome like those those are the kind of i I've, I've always loved listening to like vocal only tracks or like just like acapella tracks and being like yeah. oh i can hear you know all the different layers it's so cool yeah um and then obviously the scream part in the second verse is uh, that's totally brand new mm -hmm. and i tried to challenge myself to hone my like lower vocal register a lot more that's something that um i find a lot more difficult than belting so i i wanted to you know just utilize all ranges in this song and and try and make it sound very dynamic absolutely oh yeah all right i also just wanted to touch on just out of curiosity because you have covered a ton of different genres has mm -hmm. a particular genre like stood out to you that you want to kind of go more in depth with is this the genre do you want to do more metal mm -hmm. slash rock or are you still kind of floating around for original music or for covers? original, original. Uh, for original i think what i love creating the most is probably more like pop rock or yeah i'd say like stuff that might end up on the radio i just love the approach of trying to craft something that's like super catchy and and mm. connects with a ton of people um might be a bit of a cookie cutter answer but i just really enjoy it no, but when it comes to guitar abilities and like instrumental um just crafting songs instrumentally mm -hmm. making music like echo is a really good time um and i think i think i needed a bit of like a mix-up like that and th this is something that i feel has plagued me for a long time as i have a bit of like genre add for lack of uh lack of a better term is like i just mm -hmm. i like to mix it up um i love to show people that i can do more than one genre and do it well Absolutely. And yeah, I think if I had to pick one, it would be the more like poppy or catchy stuff. But mm -hmm. I like I like to do it all. It keeps things interesting. 
Fair Absolutely. Enough. Mm -hmm. um, so we have to ask, obviously, the song just came out, music video comes out in a little bit. What is next for you after that? Um, after that, I've got another one. Uh, you can get, get the exclusive here. The title's called Disappear, and mm -hmm. it's another original song that will come out. And then something, uh, a kind of like side quest of mine, I guess, is I've been taking a lot of these like classical songs like for release by Beethoven, Moonlight Sonata, um, Mozart pieces and stuff. And I've been transforming those into just obnoxiously heavy metal songs. Oh, fuck badass. Yeah. It's oh, sick. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's what, that's what I like to hear. Um, and I've done six of them so far and I'm actually finishing up my seventh one today. And that will come out shortly after the music video for echo. Like I said, it's just kind of like a fun side quest of mine, but people seem to really enjoy them. So have you been, yeah. <clears throat> you've been putting out those as they, as they kind of get finished. So they're, they're out in the open. We can go find them after this. Yeah, the, the EP is called Classical as Metal. Um, very bold statement, but like, dude, it works. It just works. Cool. That's what I like to hear. Thanks for asking, guys. Of course. Uh, so if your project was a dish, what dish would your project be and why? Mm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, those like super spicy noodles that are really cheap that you can get at the grocery store um, okay. that are like they're punishingly spicy, but they taste so good that you just keep coming back for more. Absolutely. Right. <laughs> okay, perfect, perfect. And for the last couple of questions, we're going to shift completely away from music and go straight to death row. Boom. So if you're on death row, what would your last meal be with a drink? Oh, man. This is you have no idea how much of like a high pressure question this actually is because my my girlfriend, we've been together for almost four years now. And she brings it up to this day that she asked me what my favorite food was on our first date. And I said mashed potatoes, which is like the literally lamest answer. Um, and she's Indian. So she's answer. just like, yeah. So she's Indian. So she was like, that was the worst answer you could have possibly given me. She's like, how bland are you, man? <laughs> um so for for the meme i'm I'm gonna go with mashed potatoes and what would i drink um uh i don't know uh red bull like i'll go red bull god damn that is a rough meal that's a, that's a horrible answer yeah i don't trenches, know man. man i want to i want to go out with wings so give me all the red bull all right I'm right. gonna regret that answer so bad. I know yeah. it's a horrible one, man. <laughs> uh, so, if you could live in one fictional world for a week, where would you live? Ooh. Hmm. Do you guys ever play the game RuneScape when you were kids? I've heard of it. I've heard seen it. it. I've heard of never it. Seen it. it. Never played it. Mm -hmm. Oh, guys, come on. Um, that that would okay. RuneScape would be cool if it had better graphics. It's like it still has that like to it like made in the 2000s terrible mm. look um what would be really cool oh you know what game is really badass uh assassin's creed odyssey Ooh, um fuck yeah. yeah did you play that game okay mm -hmm. yeah i haven't played like too many video games uh that connected with me as well as that one but i love greek mythology so mm. much and like man they nailed it it was it was so awesome um pretty big game and i feel like i just like pour through it so fast because i was just like oh my god this is this is amazing so um i probably picked that one the the world design is incredible um i played all the expansions to it and it just like yeah it's so did you play it i did play it when i was younger though so okay. yeah yeah 
still you know that works yeah um, yeah. yeah i'll go i'll go with assassin's creed odyssey because nice. i love greek mythology so cool Fuck yeah. right. um so i've done the last question every single person that we've spoken to have said that it is the most important question what's your favorite color um i'm gonna go with purple nice specific shade okay. of purple mm. um i have a guitar back here that i would grab if my headphones weren't plugged in but oh it's like okay. we did we did like a pink in the middle burst to like a deep purple and it's probably my favorite um guitar like aesthetic burst that i've that i've ever had done um it looks super good nice so, yeah right. i'm gonna go with that like maybe like not quite a um like magenta but yeah something between that like deep purple sounds good oh, yeah. Uh, so as I said, that's all the questions we have today. Is there anything that you would like to plug? Um, Echo music video, June 30th on my YouTube channel, Cole Roland. Um, it will be very, very easy to find. It will be all over the place. Just go watch that. Drop a comment. Let me know what you think about it. And uh, that is, that's all I want to plug. I want to keep it simple. Just that. Oh yeah. All right. Well, thank you for now. It's been Cole Roland and uh, we have been the good noise podcast.